My name is Fitz, and I'm the CEO of the Fitz Group. I'm glad you've chosen to listen to this week's excerpt from our weekly builder's call. This call is designed to help you move beyond personal sales and into building a business in the insurance industry. On one end of the income spectrum, we've helped a ton of agents make an additional $50,000 a year in override income on top of their sales income. And on the other end of the spectrum, we've helped a number of leaders make in excess of $1 million annually through the development of the override income into a business. And now, on to today's lesson. All right. Today's training. Fired up about today's training. Uh, it's funny. Um, <laughs> over the last week, I've had several conversations with people uh, about this topic today. It's, it's just funny how it works. I, I think that uh, as you guys are building your teams bigger and bigger and bigger and you're helping uh, coach your people uh, on a regular basis, what, I think what you're going to find more and more uh, is uh, training tends to run in themes. I feel like in my life, uh, whenever, um, whenever I read something, I, I hear it on an audio, and then I hear a speaker say it, and I read it in another book, or, or then somebody else in conversation brings it up, I feel like, okay, the, the world is trying to tell me that I need to know this right now. Uh, and, and so I'll, I'll dig into it. It's something I'm supposed to be learning at that moment. Well, uh, the same sort of thing happens. I, I observe trends and in, my, in my coaching and mentoring conversations. When trends pop up, uh, I have to pay attention to it. And so I uh, actually uh, made this decision. Last week I was talking to Yvette. Y'all can thank Yvette. For this. Uh, but I'd had the conversation with several people. But he, he, when I was talking with Yvette, I said, you know what? Uh, it's time to bring this training back. I have not taught this in a while. I have recorded anywhere. So uh, let's jump into it today. Six in six months, what I like to call the Andy Albright story. My good friend Andy Albright, uh, we got started in mortgage protection together. He literally five minutes before I did, and uh, in six months, uh, he took his agency from uh, zero production to five hundred thousand uh, dollars in in monthly production. And this is this was annualized premium, and it was uh, I think it's one of those things that has never been. Uh, done before that I know of, and, and I've not seen it done since. Uh, it was remarkable. I like to say, you know, he wouldn't have hit that 500000 if it weren't for me, because in that six months, I went to 20000 uh, and hit my 20000 he'd have been 480000 He wouldn't have hit his five hundred. <laughs> so uh, I was part of that 500000 but really a pretty small part of it. Uh, and I like, to, uh, I like to share the story of how it happened, because I don't think there's, there, there's no reason why this can't happen again. And there's no reason why this can't happen to you. So, well, Fitz, I can't do it in six months. I've already been here four years. Okay, we'll start today in the next six months. Can you do this? Uh, let's first go back. Yeah, way back when. Look at those fresh-faced kids. That's Andy on the left. Uh, that's me in the middle. I think it looks like we're about to devour some steaks. That's my good friend Alex Abian on the right. Uh, way back when, this was actually, I think, before the alliance formed. Um, <laughs> way back before the alliance even formed, uh, we, were, uh, we were together in the insurance business. Uh, but when Andy got started, let's see if we got another picture here. Uh, this is, um, uh, some of you guys have, have heard me tell the story uh, about the alliance forming and it earned a trip with F&G Life to Kauai. Um, <laughs> and uh, we, we had earned a trip with F&G to Kauai, uh, but we just formed the alliance. And so the, what F&G said was, you know what, 
you, you earned the trip with us. Now you're as the Alliance. We can't recognize the production that you've done uh, because you haven't really done any production as the Alliance yet. But it was at this event uh, in 2003 uh, that we, uh, we went to Kauai. I know that cause I can see the Kauai logo on my name tag there. Uh, that's Adam Katz on the left. That's Andy in the middle. And, uh, that's me on the right. Um, and, uh, uh, at the event they did, they did the, um, <laughs> they did the award ceremony. Anytime you go to one of these uh, awards trips, uh, there is a portion of the trip that is designated for business and they do it and we go, uh, so we can all write it off on taxes. Uh, it's important that you go that way. The trip doesn't count as compensation, but you can write it off as a business expense. Anyway, uh, I'm not getting into tax uh, teaching today, but uh, at that award ceremony, they recognized all these um, uh, marketing companies with F&G that had done so well. Uh, and at the end of it, they said, I'd like the guys from the Alliance to stand up because uh, I want everybody in here to see who's going to be number one next year. We hadn't done anything yet as the Alliance, really. Uh, and so we stood up and we're kind of looking around and, and, you know, all these awkward applause from other marketing firms that were like, these, these guys aren't going to beat us. Well, yeah. So later on, on that trip, we're all sitting in the, in the saltwater pool, relaxing, having a good time. And uh, none of these, none of these other marketing firms know us, know who we are. And so they felt free to talk about us at this pool, but we're sitting there among them. And they're talking about how, you know, you know, the strategy that the clients has, they're just all about recruiting agents. Uh, that's their game plan is, is to recruit a whole bunch of agents and then, and then see if it works out from there. You know, that, that's, they're just a whole bunch of throw it up against the wall and see what sticks. You know, it's all this stuff. And the approach that we were taking just was, it, it mocked them in a way uh, because these guys were the traditional insurance guys that were doing business the traditional way. Uh, and uh, you know what, the next trip we went on with, um, uh, with F and G was on the Alaskan cruise. And uh, on that trip, we took first, second, third place in every category they, they recognized. Uh, we flat out dominated at that point. Uh, and to my knowledge, a lot of these other marketing firms are completely out of business now. Uh, they're not even in the industry anymore. Um, we, uh, we, we owned them. And so <laughs> what I'm teaching today, the Albright story, uh, the zero to 500,000 is what we did. Um, and I call it the Andy Albright story because it's him, but, but this is so, let's talk about what he did. When Andy first got in the mortgage protection business, he recruited a lot of guys, uh, three got a guys, um, you know, you know, like I got a guy fits, I got a guy. So we call him got a guys. Uh, he recruited three. Now his three, uh, have been widely publicized. They're all, they're all three still with him. Uh, first was, was uh, a guy named Russell Everett, which is Andy's cousin. Uh, uh, Andy's cousin is actually the one that convinced Andy to get an insurance license, get in the insurance business. Uh, so we can all think, we call him cuz. You'll hear Andy talking about him as cuz. Uh, we all thank cuz for getting Andy uh, into the insurance business because who knows where the rest of us would be if it weren't for cuz. Uh, Andy also recruited right away his longtime friend, Adam Katz. Uh, and Adam is still around. Adam's uh, located in Wilmington, North Carolina now uh, and has made money with Andy for years and years and years at this point. Uh, but at that point, really hadn't. And then the third guy to guy was me. Uh, Andy and I, this was about a year out of college. I was about a year out of college. He'd been out a year out of college for years, a decade maybe. Uh, he's 12 years older than I am. But um, I've been out of business, out of college for about a year. Andy and I, during that year, were working on about 28 different things trying to make money. We were entrepreneurs trying to get, uh, trying to get businesses up and going. And our, our most successful one to that point had been our coupon book business. Uh, kind of like those entertainment guys that are out there. You can buy coupons, buy one, get one free to oil change and restaurants and all that sort of stuff. We had our own. 
uh, and we were hustling out there, knocking on doors, door to door, uh, and, and doing a lot of other things, trying to make money. Well, Andy got uh, decided, uh, he got a phone call one day from a guy named Mike, and uh, this is a little bit of history that you guys may not know, uh, but Mike called him up, and, and Mike was this, uh, this old country preacher out in East Texas, uh, East Texas, Eastern North Carolina, and, uh, and Mike said, um, I- I'll translate, because you won't ever understand what he actually said, uh, but Mike said, uh, Andy, I found something, it's legit, you need to come out and see me. Andy goes out and sees him, comes back. I happened to be in Andy's basement when he came back because, you know, we were doing these other businesses together. I said, Andy, what was it? What you, what'd you see? He said, Mike's got this thing called mortgage protection. Uh, we got products to go sell life insurance to people uh, who just recently got a home and need to make sure that if they die, that mortgage is paid off or at least the family's taken care of. I said, okay. He said, uh, he, I said, are you in? He said, I'm in. I said, well, where's the paperwork? He gave it to me. I signed up. We're in. Uh, and, uh, just like that, Andy had three boom, 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 uh, that came on board right away. That was month one for him. Now this is going to look picture perfect. And I, it, it wasn't quite this picture perfect as I thumbed through this. Uh, but in month two, everybody basically found one. Now Andy found a whole bunch more than that, but I'm trying to show a picture perfect model here and I'll show it even picture more picture perfect later. Uh, but, uh, you know, one, two, three, got a guys all found a guy. And then Andy found another one. And just like that, we doubled. We went from four to eight in month two. This, this, is, this is picture perfect circles uh, that I'm showing on the screen. If you're listening to this or listening to this later on the podcast, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm drawing out an organizational chart of what it looked like and it's picture perfect. It, it did not work out this picture perfect. Some of these got a guys did not actually recruit other guys. Uh, they, didn't, they didn't start building. Me, I picked up and moved. Heather and I moved from, from North Carolina to Dallas to start hiring. And so I hired more than one person myself, but uh, the first two guys didn't hire anybody. And then Andy, his fourth guy that Andy hired, ended up hiring a whole bunch. But in month three, just looking at it, what I'm illustrating here is everybody just found one. So everybody that was on board in month two found one in month three. And just like that, doubled again. And then month four, doubled again. Everybody just found one. And then month five, everybody doubled again. Month six, Everybody, see, see what's illustrating here, we take it through six months and just say, you know what, what happened here, and this is, again, picture perfect. It didn't work out exactly like this because not everybody found one, uh, and there are some people who found hundreds. Uh, and so it's not, it's not proportionate like this, but it did work like that, that the point being that the recruiting started multiplying. Uh, it, it wasn't everybody go find one. It was everybody was finding five or six, and then there were others that were not finding any, but it ended up double, 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 double through the six months. I, I say it all the time. As recruiting goes, so goes production. As recruiting goes, so goes production. Is it any wonder that by the sixth month, Andy had hundreds of people around the country that were out there selling insurance? That's how you hit 500000 a month is have hundreds of people. Actually, it doesn't even take necessarily hundreds of people. It takes about 60 or 70 people to run $500,000 a month in production. Um, yeah, those are real numbers. Let's call it 80 just to, just to exaggerate it. You need about 80 people turning business in in order to make $500,000. Uh, excuse me, produce $500,000. Producing $500,000 at a 20-point spread makes you $100,000 a month or $1.2 million a year. Was Andy doing that? After the sixth month, no, he wasn't making uh, $100,000 a month because we didn't understand yet about working pending and getting business issued. We were all about selling it. 
But yeah, I, I mean, his second year, I think he made over a million dollars. Uh, and it just grew from there. Again, the point being that as recruiting goes, so goes production. Recruiting goes up, production goes up. Andy's recruiting wasn't just going up. It was going up exponentially. Our submitted production was going up exponentially. Once we figured out that we needed to get pending issued and talk to the insurance companies and get these signatures done and all these forms filled out that we hadn't gotten filled out in the first place, just like that, yeah, business was flat out rolling. So now the question is, everybody always wants to know is how did he do it? How'd he do it? It's not actually really that complicated how he did it. Um, and I'll just, it's a six point process here. You ready? Number one, he called his friends and they called theirs. How'd he do it? Step one, Andy called his friends and they called theirs. Now, some people come on board and they're like, I don't know if I want to, you know, work my warm market yet. I kind of abused them when I was selling those vitamins or the makeup or long distance service, whatever you abused your family with. Um, okay, well, <clears throat> when I got started, I went out my first week and made $1,800 in commissions. My first commission check was $1,800. And I promise you, it wasn't after working for a month. It was like a week and a half and I got paid $1,800. I was recognized as a fast starter and given this award and all this sort of stuff. It was but it was $1,800 and that was life changing to me. And I had no desire to recruit until I made that $1,800. And then I said, holy moly, like this is real money. I don't even know what I'm doing yet. So yeah, I called my friends, sure did. I called all of my friends, all of my family. Uh, after all of that, I recruited my brother. My brother's the only one I recruited. Uh, my brother uh, got his license, sold himself a policy. Uh, his, my sister-in-law, his wife, a policy. Uh, my, my brother, my, uh, excuse me, my other, my sister and her uh, husband, a policy. So four policies, himself, his wife, my sister, her husband, four policies. And then my brother quit, but I called all my friends and family. Here's the situation I was in. I had previously abused some of my friends and family by selling vitamins and you know, whatever soap and concrete cleaner and all kinds of fun stuff we were selling. Uh, I, I had previously abused them a little bit. And here I was 23, one year out of college, a bunch of my friends were just graduating college, just getting their first job, and, uh, and they were happy to be making a salary, and they did not want to go commission only, and they weren't so sure about following me into a yet another, another adventure. So, um, call, me calling my friends and family did not work as well for me. Uh, it worked great for Andy, and I encourage everybody to start that way. Start that way. Don't hesitate. If this is a real good deal, why would you hesitate in telling your friends and family about it? Well, because I'm not sure if I can make money at it, Fitz. Who cares? It's not about whether you can make money at it. It's about whether they can make money at it, right? Uh, I like to point out all the time that I, there, I cannot, I had never personally produced at the level that Michelle Alleman has. And yet I make money when Michelle Alleman makes sales. She's on the team right? I don't have to be as good a producer as her to make money with her. Does that make sense? So you don't have to be the best. Rarely will you find the CEO of a company is the best at what that company manufactures, for example. <laughs> Rarely do you, do you find the CEO that knows all the specs of that thing that they're manufacturing. That's not the CEO's job, right? But the CEO makes money by the things getting manufactured. So get off your high horse about calling your friends and, and family your, your warm market. Get off your high horse about that. Either this is legit or it's not. Either, either we have people asking us for insurance or we don't. Either we're selling a life insurance product or we're not. Either we're representing great companies like Mutual Omaha and Transamerica and AIG. Either we're recognizing, representing great name brand companies like that or we're not. All those things we are doing. 
People are asking for insurance. We're selling life insurance. This is not a newfangled thing. Life insurance has been around for centuries now. Centuries. It's not a new thing. And these companies that we represent are multi-billion dollar companies. Where is the hangup? I don't know. And yet, some of us had the hangup. Well, what Andy did was he got on the phone and called his friends. I was one of them. Uh, Adam Katz was another. Cuz was another. There was a whole bunch of them. Uh, that, that Alex Abian was another one. There's a whole bunch of them that Andy reached out to and said, hey, I got this thing. Uh, you ought to check it out. Number two, Andy found out where the regional meetings were going to be. And see, we, we didn't get started in the insurance business as the alliance. We, like when we started the alliance, it was after we had been in the business for three years, uh, working with a marketing company, not getting into details, but they stole money from us and we left. Um, we didn't have an insurance company to sell for. We didn't have leads to sell with. <coughs> it's not like we stepped into something new. Uh, <laughs> just, just, you know, plug and play, ready to run. This company had proven who they were. And we said, we're not sticking around to find out more. We're out of here. Uh, and, 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 but with that company, that's where we got our start. And had that company not stolen from us, we'd probably still be there. Uh, I'm sure of it. But at that time, this, this other marketing company was doing these regional meetings. Now we have meetings going on all over the all over the place. Uh, one of the things you'll see is uh, Andy traveling around now. Uh, where the cities he's hitting? Um, I'm traveling. Like next week, I'll be in New Orleans. Uh, a, a couple of weeks ago, I was in uh, Chicago and Seattle. Uh, in August, I'm going to be in Minnesota. I mean, like I'm I'm traveling to different cities as well. Find out where I'm going. That's the kind of thing Andy did. He found out where the leadership of the company was going to be. Right. He found out where they're going to be, and he called his friends in those areas specifically. I mean, just think about it for a second. Next Tuesday, I'm going to be in New Orleans meeting with the, the, the folks we have in New Orleans and the, and the guests that we have coming in to New Orleans. The question is, who do you know in New Orleans? If you shot a message out to some of your closest friends and said, hey, guys, do you, who do you know in New Orleans? Just like that, you're opening yourself up to potentially growing in another area that maybe you hadn't thought of before, but man, New Orleans. Yeah, I know somebody in New Orleans. Right? Hey, you know what? I know somebody in Baton Rouge. I bet they'd drive up for it. Or I know somebody in Shreveport. Or I know somebody over in, in, in Mississippi. Like, I, I, easily somebody could pop over. I, maybe I know somebody that might want to pop over and see Fitz over there uh, in the New Orleans meeting. Call your friends in those areas. That's what Andy did. Then he ran newspaper ads in those areas. Now, I don't know that we run newspaper ads so much these days. In 1999, we were. Uh, newspaper ads were our primary source of advertising. So not only did Andy recruit in these areas, uh, his friends, he also ran ads targeted in those areas. Today, maybe you're running Craigslist specifically in an area. You hear that Fitz is going to New Orleans next week and you say, you know what? I might pop a Craigslist ad in New Orleans and see what I get there. Now, um, by the way, I mean, before you start spending a whole bunch of money in advertising, you might, I'm not coaching you right now. I'm teaching. Like I, I'm, this is, there's, 40 people on this call. I, I'm, I'm, I, there's a lot of people I'm talking to right now. There's people going to listen to this later that aren't on the call live. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not specifically coaching you in how you should spend advertising dollars right now. That's one of those conversations I'd like to have one-on-one -on -one with you uh, so we can talk further about it. But um, this, is what, this is what Andy did. He ran newspaper ads in those areas, and then he went to those meetings and met the people. So, so back it up. Initially, Andy just said, hey, I found something that's incredible. You need to check it out. He called his friends and family. And it, wasn't, it weren't text messages back in 1999. He called us 
and said, I found something that seems incredible. He had credibility with his friends and family. He had not burned his friends and family. He had a lot of loyalty with his friends and family. And a lot of, a lot of them listened. Not all of them came on board, but a lot of them did listen. Next, he found out where the meetings were going to be around the country that he could, that he could get support from, or it was at least, at least like a dog and pony show where he could send somebody there and they could get a presentation of what we're doing. And then he called his friends in those areas and that up by running, running newspaper ads in those areas. And then Andy to the meeting. So right now with the Alliance, one of the cool things we have is we have a national system of localized meetings, uh, 80, 90, something like that meetings going on weekly. Um, now, that's that's great in that it supports our efforts in building. It, it, I've also seen people use it incorrectly. You cannot send people to a meeting and expect that person to be hired, trained, and 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 uh, and motivated and and producing and building without you doing anything. So the one of the problems with our, our we call them hotspots around the country. One of the problems with those local meetings is that people. The, the only analogy I can use is it's kind of like sending your kid to school and expecting the school to parent your children. It, that's just not going to happen. Or sending your kid to another family and expecting them to raise that kid like it's their own. The parent off. Uh, the parent needs to be engaged. The parent needs to parent, right? School doesn't parent. School educates. And so that's one of the challenges with the meetings all across the country, all these different meetings is people send people there and go, well, my guy got hired, my guy's getting trained, and you're nothing to your guy now. So my advice is don't hire in a city. Don't just hire in a city. Go to that city and see them. You cannot build this business by sitting at home in your ivory tower. You don't, you don't have to be gone three weeks out of the month either. <laughs> there is a balance. Uh, but you do need to go see the people. You do need to go see your people. If you want to go see us in New Orleans next week, come on, Cletus. We're happy to see you. Now, are you are you going to necessarily have to show the plan? No, I'll do it. Are you going to do the training? No, I got it. Like, but but you, if you've got people coming to that meeting, you should go and see them, meet them, press the flesh, shake the hands, eyeball to eyeball. You know, a lot of times I go to meetings, people go, "Man, you're shorter in person." Great, thank you. That's like. Not the nicest thing you could say, but I appreciate you commenting. That, that to me says now we, well, now we know each other. You feel close enough to me, you can call me short. Appreciate that, by the way. So, <laughs> but go to those meetings and meet the people. And then number six, how'd he do it? He did it all over again. He did it all over again with those folks. We talk about the four basics of recruiting. Getting a list, calling to check interest, doing the, the phone conversation, the interview, and then following up properly. Number six is that. He circled back around at this point. Right. So Andy called his friends. Then he found out where the regional meetings were and he called his friends in those areas. And then he ran ads in those areas. Then he went to meetings in those areas. And with the people coming on board, you know what Andy did next? He circled around and he called their friends. He found out where the regional meetings were going to be and called his friend, their friends in those areas. <laughs> and then he encouraged them to run ads in those areas. I was one of those people who started running ads in areas because Andy encouraged me to. And then he did it all over again. So you cycle back around, cycle back around. This is, this, this goes parallel right along with the four basics of recruiting that we teach. Uh, we don't just teach it, we live it, right? So what could this end up looking like for you? What could you do? Start with you, right? There's the big circle of you. Now, month one, hire somebody. Now, it could be, it could be um, a friend, uh, a family member, former coworker, 
your postman <laughs> could be the, 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 the phone tech that's coming in to service your phones at the house. Uh, it could be the, the water delivery guy. We've recruited those guys before, like whoever it is, it is. Now, Fitz, this got a guy. Does this person need to be licensed? Yeah, eventually if they're going to sell. But, you know, just to keep things simple for this month one, maybe your got a guy just signed up for school and is just starting to study, not even licensed yet. Month two, the guy you got in month one, you helped him get one. Or maybe you got one on his own. And then you got another one. So everybody that was on board in month one just hired another one. And just like that, you doubled. Now, are these people licensed? By this point, maybe, maybe you got one that is licensed. You are, <laughs> right? But maybe these other three, they're all in school right now. Okay, well, they're going to get licensed eventually. We need people to start selling in a month too, you know? Also, we need people selling three months from now also if that's how long it takes them to get their license. Ideally, we have people selling today too, right? All of it. Month three, everybody just add one. Look at what happens with these numbers when everybody just adds one. We're not talking about everybody double, we're talking about everybody add one. So in this illustration, you, you just added your third one because it's month three. That's easy to remember. Your first guy, he got one in month two and got a new one in month three. But the first one he got in month two also got one in month three. The person you added in month two, well, they got a guy and then you added your third. So everybody's just adding one. Well, this is picture perfect fits. It really is. It is not going to work out this perfect. You may go crazy and start running 26 interviews a week and get yourself about 15 people this month. Yep. And you may have somebody underneath you who's got insane credibility with their friends and family, their sphere of influence, their warm market, and they may hire 14 or 15 in their first week. Yeah, it happens. That kind of stuff happens all the time. So this is picture perfect, but what if, what if everybody just hired one? Just Everybody just hire one this month. Everybody just hire one. What could happen? What could happen? There's now there's 40 people on this call. And again, people listen later, but call 40 people. What if we had all of us each just hire one this month? That's 40 recruits. Now we, we looked at the numbers earlier in the, in the base of people who tie into this call. We hired 24 people last month. That means everybody on this call didn't hire one. <laughs> and, and I know that many people, some people on this call, Hired multiple ones, okay? Month five, again, everybody's just adding one. Month six, everybody's adding one. What could happen for your business if every month somebody just added one? I'll go back to what I said at the beginning. As recruiting production. As recruiting goes, so goes production. What if you were responsible for adding your one and you found somebody else this month who took who decided that they were going to add one next month. And it just continued on like that. What, when you're, when your group is growing like this, everybody adding one, you're doubling your people every 30 days. You're doubling the number of people in your organization every 30 days. Now the numbers tell me that about a third of these are going to be actually selling. <laughs> a third of them are going to be marinating. A third are going to quit pretty, pretty quickly. Not worried about all of that. I'm worried about the hiring process. The hiring process is what predicts production. Recruiting people is what predicts production. Not how many first apps we get. That is production. <laughs> not how many interviews we get booked. Not how many people quit. Not how many people get signed contracts. What predicts production is the recruiting that we're doing. I mean, I say contracts. like They sign contracts, but they, they quit the next day. I don't care how many people quit the next day. I don't care how many people are sitting around drinking donuts and, 
or drinking donuts, drinking coffee and eating our donuts. I don't care about all that. What I'm driving at right now is as recruiting numbers go, so goes production. If you want your team volume to grow, you must build. This was a picture perfect model. It, it did work really similarly to this for Andy and, and for others who have done this. My, my year of doing this was in 2003 when I did my 90-day madman blitz where I submitted 20,000 production every month and recruited 20 people in the organization in, in every month. So 20 and 20, 20,000 submit, 20 contracts in, un, somewhere under me, not personal, but somewhere under me, 20 and 20 every month for 90 days. I actually ended up go, had to go 120 days. But in that, in that seven-month window, my business went from 20,000 to 200,000 in volume. If you're looking at it from a 20-point spread, I went from making $4,000 a month to making $40,000 a month in seven months. The same can happen for you. The same can happen for you. This is what it looks like. Can I help you? Sure would like to. If you're an agent with us, please go to timewithfits.com. That's timewithfitz.com to schedule a time when I can help you directly. Just pick a topic, pick a time, and we'll meet. If you're not an agent with The Fitz Group, I encourage you to go to thefitzgroup.org slash contact. Again, that's thefitzgroup.org slash contact and send us a message. See you next week.